Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. If you didn't know by now, my name is Val, and I'm your host with the most. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been listening for a hot minute, thank you for coming back and joining me in this chaos. Uh, For people who are not familiar with this segment, I created this a couple of months back, where if you were bored, you had nothing to do, or nothing to watch, I kind of pick out something out of the hat and uh, give it a review, reaction, hopefully persuade you on giving it a go, giving it a a look, giving it a taste, if you will. So uh, this week, we're going to be reviewing and giving my reaction on the first three episodes of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Now, I'll be honest with you, everybody. I was a little hesitant on actually getting into the series. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a trailer that didn't captivate me. Maybe the actors didn't captivate me. Maybe the fact that it was on Freeform with uh, a subject matter that was very, very, very heavy. And we'll get into the subject matter because I think it it, it pleasantly did surprise me, and it did capture somewhat of what the comics uh, brought to the table back in the 1980s going into the 90s. Um, But if you are unfamiliar with Cloak and Dagger, let's give you a little brief history on these characters. Um, Cloak and Dagger 
or if you want to know their actual names, because they are the same names in the show, Cloak is Tyrone T.J. Johnson, and Dagger is Tandy Bowen. Uh, they're fictional comic book superheroes, of course. They're a duo uh, from a comic book series called Cloak and Dagger, published by Marvel Comics. And they were created by writer Bill Montello and artist Ed Hennigan. And the first appeared in Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number 64, March 1982. So, these are... I, I won't say you're quintessential 80s characters... Uh, because in the 80s, it was uh, very different when it came to comics. You had your weird, I guess, transition period from the 70s to the 80s where things were trying to get edgy. And definitely this was an edgy comic book. I mean, when you saw Cloak and Dagger, these were stereotypical characters at first. You know, Cloak, Tyrone being someone from a, from a street-level past, you know, leaving Boston, Massachusetts for... Um, witnessing a murder but couldn't, conf couldn't confess to it whatsoever because he had a stuttering problem. Um, he was very embarrassed to even um, speak, let alone try to point out anybody to help anybody uh, point out that character, that figure who, who was in a, involved in that murder. So he fled and left to New York, you know, just lived on the streets. And you had Dagger Tandy, who was much different, you know, she essentially came from the white privileged background, very pristine, and her excuse made no sense. She just, well, I wouldn't say it made no sense, but <laughs> she had uh, a better upbringing, and, and I guess it was more of a spoiled brat's mentality, where she wasn't getting enough love from her parents, and decided to teach them a lesson and run away. And sometimes the, the origin has been retconned a little bit, just to fit the character a bit more and up to date, but this was the initial origin of the characters and they find each other um when um you know we have cloak unfortunately being the um, african-american character portrayed as someone who needs to steal to fill his belly um tries to steal dagger's purse but actually becomes the hero essentially when someone else steals her purse and runs tackles him down and retrieves it for her they both go for dinner get a bite to eat they become best friends they get wrapped up on the streets, though, you know, because they are kids. They are 17, 16-year-olds. Um, they get wrapped up by someone who takes them to this uh, drug enthusiast who's m making a batch of heroin that um, is so strong that it could um, have some crazy side effects. And then, essentially, this drug was for the villain Spider-Man, villain Silvermane. And um, it was for mass production on the streets, and they force Cloak and Dagger as, I guess, test dummies to um, get this drug. So essentially, yes, um, you know, you had runaways, you had street crimes, you had things were really happening in the 1980s. And then you had, you know, kids being forced to do drugs, uh, which was very heavy in the 80s as well, too. Um, essentially, this drug, heroin, essentially gave uh, these kids superpowers with Cloak um, being able to teleport or uh, absorb darkness, um, be covered with darkness, and um, manipulate darkness to his will. Whereas Dagger, um, on the other side, you know, it's it, they contrast as well too. It's a little stereotypical, you know, being 
the white girl she is, <laughs> not to get anybody offended, but she does portray as a light character, you know, uh, having a, a bright light, you know, she's more of like a solar flare, if you like Dragon Ball Z, she lights up and then she can create daggers out of light, and she also has healing abilities as well too, uh, which is very important to comics because as these two characters were bred from drugs, they also, from the 1980s to the 90s, uh, led the war on drugs when it came to comic books. So one of her powers was to actually persuade people to get off of narcotics and wean them down. So that was a powerful message from these characters. And I grew up with them as well, too, in the 19, uh, early 1990s, reading Spider-Man, reading Cloak and Dagger. Um, you know, the, these characters really just encap uh, encapsulated what New York City was all about, especially in the 90s and the 80s. So um, these characters are really near and dear to me. So to see that there was going to be a, a TV show that handled this subject matter about drugs and, and sex and teenage angst and, and craziness and superpowers mixed into this, um, I, I was taken back because I did not think Freeform, a.k.a. ABC Family, for what it once was, would handle this subject matter right. I thought maybe a Hulu would be perfect for this show, considering the fact that Marvel's Runaways was such a great hit, and it handled, you know, teenagers going through these issues. So, maybe not as bad as drugs, but eh, I was like, hmm, this is going to be a little tough for me. You know, the station that plays Harry Potter marathons every other day is going to be doing this. But like I said, pleasantly surprised. So, let's get into the actual show. I know that's what you guys are. Hoping, hopefully you guys are sticking around for this uh, after my little botched uh, uh, origin story for Cloak and Dagger. But the TV show did come out recently in June. Um, debuted episode one and two with, uh, let's see here, of course, being on Freeform TV. And having the stars of the TV show, Dagger, played by Olivia Holt. And, of course, um, we have... Audrey, up, 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 up. Apologize, guys. We had technical difficulties <laughs> there, but um, where I left off, uh, Olivia Holt and uh, Audrey Joseph playing Tandy Boven, and of course Tyrone Johnson as Cloak and Dagger. Um, right at the bat, I was I was stunned uh, with these characters' portrayals. I mean. Um, Holt is a great dagger. I think she encapsulates everything for that character. She's very beautiful, and um, she, she carries this character with poise. And I'll get into it as well, too. Whereas, um, you know, the character portraying, um, portrayal of Cloak, I feel I couldn't get around um, the accent at first. I know he has a heavy accent that I hear in the background, and he's trying to um, cover it up with an American accent, and it's noticeable, but if you could get away from that, from the voice acting, just look at the facial acting and his presence and how he commands the screen, it's very beautiful. It's great. It's it's captivating as well. And what I loved about the show when it first started out, they switched the roles, which I thought was fantastic because that was one of my biggest concerns, you know, what we're looking at in a day and age where people are just thriving on social media saying, you know, this person is depicted as that person and this person is depicted as this person. We did a nice switcheroo where we saw um, we saw Dagger being the person that came from a horrible upbringing and um, had to, is always running away 
and um, is stealing and, and stealing to fill her belly while, you know, we have Cloak, you know, we have Tyrone being someone kind of made from privilege in a way. And it's a little shaky, a little, a little crazy at first because you don't get that. But um, later in the first episode, you see the differences between the two characters. Uh, a bit. I want to say a bit because there's a lot to play in here. Um, there is drug use, especially from Dagger. We see her, you know, crushing pills and snorting things and uppers and downers and drinking and just getting herself high and to deal with, you know, being homeless, essentially, and run away from her family and her drama. And we see um, Tyrone Cloak, more of an aggressive character as well, too, uh, very much has bottled up anxiety and anger in them, and it comes out in different ways. Um, uh, it's not how we saw in the comics where the drug use gave the powers. So I, I think they had to kind of change that up a bit, which is kind of tasteful, um, a bit, but at the same time, it did remind me of the Flash series on CW, where these powers, what I'm seeing so far, were, um, I guess, granted by an explosion from a, from a factory, from a, from a rig that they're doing experiments on. So a flash of light hits, um, Tyrone and, uh, Tandiette at a point where they're in, they're in a way that's children where they can't resist it. Um, you will have to see it for yourself. I don't want to spoil too much about the, the first episode and second episode, but they do get hit by just uh, essentially a ray of light, which exposes these powers to them. And essentially they've been knowing each other since they were little kids. But of course, fate always has them in the wrong directions. So I like it. Like I, I, I was like, cool. That, that's a pretty neat way to like kind of bring their origin together. There's a mystery behind what was in that rig and what was happening, what kind of experiments, and how Tandy's father, Dagger's father, was involved with that. Um, and then you see um, in the later episodes two and three where uh, Tyrone's family is not uh, the most innocent family as well, too. You know, his origin, you know, like I said, is a little shady, even though it's built on privilege. You see him as a child, you know, on the streets of New Orleans. This is also set in New Orleans, where the comic book is set in New York. This right here, we see um, Tyrone and his brother as young chi kids. Well, you know, his brother being a teenager, Tyrone being a child, living a life on the streets and stealing radios and um, stealing what they need to um, meet ends meet. So something has changed. That dynamic did change some at some point. And same thing for, for Dagger as well, too. You know, her father was a was a, you know, kind of like a scientist. Not a mad scientist, but uh, looked like a stand-up person. Busy at times, and kind of essentially raising his daughter by himself while her mother's a drug addict. You know, seems like a stand-up guy, so something changed. And I'm interested to see what happens next when it comes to the character development in episodes 4, 5, and 6. This, I believe, has 10 episodes, so um, should be done by beginning of August. But so far, in the last three episodes... I fairly enjoyed it. Where we got the origin in episode one, we got more character development from the characters at the end of episode one and two, where they're discovering their powers. And I'm loving the fact that, just like in a comic book as well too, their powers are are not essentially activated. They kind of are in this show, activated when they touch each other. <laughs> not that way. But just, you know, as a holding hand or, you know, just by accident or brush each other's shoulders, their powers are activated. But... The certain things make more sense when they're together. Um, their powers coexist a lot better. Whereas, and I like this as well too, this wasn't really mentioned that much in the comics, maybe in the recon later on, but when you see Cloak's powers, you know, Cloak, of course, you know, he can get 
anything, whether it's a garbage bag, whether it's um, a sweater, whether it's, you know, a blanket, and he can use that teleportation. So far right now, it's like puberty, it's like at, at fear, or when he has anxiety, he has not been able to control it whatsoever. But it's not only that, it's more that he can see the darkness in people, which is crazy, and their, their anxieties and their fears, and what really could bring that out, or what's their worst fear. You know, you see that with his mother and what she fears for him and, you know, friends and family. Whereas Dagger, she sees the good in everybody as well, too, and the best intentions. You see a boy that she is doing schemes with in the beginning of the episode as well, too. You know, they're doing petty thief, thievery, and you see his great intention, in, intentions. You think this guy's like a scumbag that just, you know, wants to, you know, steal, get laid, and call the day, but he actually, you know sees big things for this girl. He wants to marry her. He wants to love her. So you see the dynamic there where uh, they can use that to their advantage, especially if they're going to be a superhero duo later on, you know, trying to work with detectives and solve cases and whatnot. Hopefully it does get to that. But at the moment in time, you know, they're discovering these powers. It's pretty fun. Um, we do get Dagger with her, of course, quintessential Dagger powers. She, she does get in a scene where... It's uh, kind of unpleasant, but she uses it to the best of her abilities. And, of course, with Cloak as well, too, it happens at a moment's notice where he really needs it. So the powers are there. The story's there. The acting is there. Um, I'm enjoying it. It is dark, you know. There, Freeform is not afraid to um, cross certain barriers. We get some sex in here, nothing crazy. We get blood, violence. We get, you know, drug use. We get addiction. We get real themes. We get themes of loss. We get themes of feeling alone, insecurities. Um, you know, one of the best things about this show that I've seen so far um, is that Cloak is in, like, a, I want to say a Catholic or a Christian school. And he looks toward his father, and his father is hilarious. The father, uh, the priest, is, looks like Henry Rollins. It's just, it's just a young version. If people don't know that, please look him up tattooed up and stuff like that you wouldn't think he's a priest whatsoever and you know he looks at him for advice and I love the fact that a man that is essentially exuberating darkness is looking for light from God I think that's a powerful message in this show and I love the fact that you know Dagger who is someone who brings light to situations is, is engulfed in darkness, in her own demons, in her own shadows. So that's something that they play off as well, too. Um, we get some more more drama in, in Episode 3, especially with um, our characters' motives, um, certain demons that they're running from or running toward for both characters. And essentially, they always do tend to beat each other up, not in the most opportune way, um, just more as an accident. It seems that Cloak can teleport to Dagger uh, when he's scared or he's feeling anxious, sometimes it's not in the best, um, not in the best light. I want to say, um, there's other side characters as well too. Um, the detectives from from the comic book is also there. I haven't seen anything about Silvermane so far. I'm not too sure who the villain is, and I haven't read up in spoilers, so I don't want to spoil myself on that. So it'll be interesting to see what villain they do pick from the Cloak and Dagger comic books maybe they'll borrow something from spider-man if they have the rights to that even though silvermane is a uh spider-man character maybe they can use them maybe cross-brand them not too sure uh, but yeah 
pleasantly surprised. I think you guys should check it out. It's on Freeform. If you don't have Freeform, go to Hulu. It's on Hulu. Um, find your way to watch this show. Uh, I think it deserves a lot of love and attention. Um, it's something that does break barriers, especially racially. And um, it's a fun show for, I want to say, a teenager. Um, going through anxiety, going through depression, going through um, loss. It, it's something that really hits home on a lot of, a lot of ways. Um, places and themes that you would have not thought it would have went to. You know, it goes to, um, you know, I want to say a person with pristine and privilege like Cloak still dealing with racism in, of course, high school essentially being on a, you know, being a star of a basketball team, but still, you know, gets ridiculed and beaten by, you know, other white students. And of course you have, you know, Jagger, who you would think, you know, is, is someone that can outrun anything because of her privilege, because of her skin complexion, really gets them burnt at the stick. You know, you see her mother, who's very, um, engulfed with drugs and heavily drug use with her and, not caring whatsoever about whatsoever about herself or her child, just um, the next meal ticket, and I think that could hit home for a lot of people as well too. So um, definitely, I wouldn't want anybody. I would love everybody to take a look at this show at least once or twice. Try to get into it. From what I'm hearing from the showrunners, it gets a lot better from episodes four, five, and six. Um, I'm hoping that's the case as well, too. But at, at the same token, I enjoy the slow pace. I enjoy the character development. That's something about me that I love in shows. Character development is very big to me, um, especially if the actors are taking their time. Um, little things like New Orleans, I think, is a great touch as well, too. You see a lot of um, Cloak's friends are into voodoo and witchcraft, so I think that could play into a lot of things as well, too, later on. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sticking around for this. I definitely do want you guys to try to check it out, in my opinion. Um, I, like I said, I, I rate this on like a carny level, whether it's, you know, I 86 it, which I hate it. I give it a mid-car if it's okay, and I uh, big-top it if it's a uh, success. And so far, I give it a five big-tops, man. It's a big-top all the way for me. I enjoy it all the way. It's fun. It's fantastic. It gets a little comic booky, but that's what I like about my show so far. If you like Runaways, you know... Um, that I love the Runaways and how comic book you can get, but uh, this is fine. This is where it needs to be at. So hopefully you guys love it just as much as I did. Anyway, that's all I had for this um, Cloak and Dagger 2018. Seems like it's going to be a great show for the summer. Um, if you want to catch me, talk about the show, your feelings, and how um, you're viewing the show and what you would have changed, maybe from the comic books as well too. Reach me on Twitter, uh, Val Cisco. You can reach me on as well, Instagram at Val Cisco. Uh, Sideshow Conversations. Look us up. iTunes, Anchor, and of course, Podcast Republic. For people who don't have iPhones. Um, Sideshow Conversations is on Facebook as well, too. So if you want to get into the chat, talk about Cloak and Dagger. Uh, maybe talk about different shows that you want to watch. Or maybe um, you never really want to watch, but you had a bad feeling about it. So you want somebody else to kind of give you those those steps in that nudge in let me know i'll review it for you i'll give you that little bit of a nudge to see if you want to get into it so um hopefully you get us let me know thank you again for listening if you did stick around for the whole thing i appreciate it anyways awesome please rate review subscribe let me know how you feel and um stay easy